Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting his kingdom. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m., followed by a second service at 1045 a.m. Today's message is Anger at Church. Here's Pastor Philip Thomas. We're going to continue with with another uh, Advent video today, and today we're going to be talking about joy. And uh, joy is a powerful emotion. Joy is one of those emotions that um, we, we like to talk about during this time of year. But the reality is, is <laughs> do the holidays, does Christmas really bring us joy? The answer is probably yes and no, right? <laughs> we, we a lot of times struggle with that emotion. Um, and there's, there's other emotions that kind of um, rush over us during this time of year. Um, and, but today we're going to be focusing on joy, and I think you'll uh, enjoy the, the Advent video. It just kind of gets us, gets us to thinking about um, what true joy is. So let's watch the video together. God, joy is manufactured in our lives. Joy is written on the dish soap, bottle under the sink. Joy is in the bottle we keep at the back of the cupboard. Joy isn't real, God, is it? Not real joy. We gave up on real joy a long time ago. We'll settle for content. We'll settle for no pain, no unhappiness, no depression. We might even manage happy now and then. But joy? Not here, not really, not anymore. Yet when joy moves in, joy becomes, joy shines. Like opening a window and smelling the breeze in a stale room. Joy breathes. Open our hearts to it, God. Let us shake off the layers of dust and doubt and depression. Joy surrounds, enters, lifts, joy remembers. We were made for joy, God, and not just us, but joy to the world. You know, finding joy uh, anytime can be difficult, but uh, in the midst of the holiday season, it can be uh, even more challenging because there's a lot of emotions that we face uh, in the holiday season. Um, you're going to experience grief is a very real emotion during this time of year. And it's, it's interesting, a lot of times we don't like talking about that, but it is very real. And uh, it, uh, nearly anyone, um, if you've ever lost someone, this is, it's going to hit you at some point during the, during the holiday season. And you know what? That's okay. But sometimes I think we're afraid to talk about it. It's like, oh, no, this is supposed to be such a joyous time and a happy time. We don't realize, no, there's other emotions involved because we're human, and that's all right. And so we feel all those emotions, and then we do feel stress, right? We feel all that of trying to make sure everything, we get, get everything we need. We need to organize what's going on for family. I, I don't, we still don't know exactly where we're going to be <laughs> during, the, during the holidays, right? And, and that gets stressful. And 
unfortunately what happens whenever you start getting all of these emotions lumped together and thrown onto you, a lot of times what we see is the emotion of anger. We're going to talk a little bit about anger in the holidays today. And I, I want to I wanna, uh, talk about, I want to read just real quick, just the first part of the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus. This, again, this is very familiar. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. It says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken to the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. All right, so first reason to be very angry in the first Christmas story is that you have to go across country to Bethlehem because the government told you to, right? Like if you're going to visit family, that would be stressful enough. But you're going because a foreign government is telling you to. So there's, there would be anger there. And then it says, uh, and then while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. Because of course, when, when else would it, would it come? And, uh, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes, placed, cloths, placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them in the inn. All right. So then you get there and it's all booked up. And you find yourself in a stable. I just want, you, you look at that, and, and of course we know the rest of the story. And last week we talked a lot about Mary pondering all these things. She, she took all of this in stride. She had a proper perspective of it. But don't you think those are reasons to be angry? <laughs> yes. And I'm going to say that they probably, Joseph, I, I can nearly guarantee, Joseph was pretty angry when he couldn't find a place <laughs> to, to be. Because he was like, Mary is not going to like this, right? You know, th- those would have been real emotions, right? And, and all of that, that happened, and Mary and Joseph, of course, end up experiencing this unbelievable night. Um, but, but we know that they must have had a wonderful perspective on what was going on. And you know what? We're going to experience a range of emotions as we go through the holiday season. And we better be careful and know where does our perspective need to land. If not, we can easily get kind of tangled up in the anger that is there. I, I started noticing this, and I, I'm going to say most of you uh, have too, but around four or five years ago, um, within the, the faith world and with Christians and how we try to deal with, with uh, Christmas, there started to become a lot of anger. Like being angry at some of the things that were happening in the secular world. And and, and we started seeing this, and, and all of a sudden we're in this, in this interesting culture where outrage is, is kind of the thing, right? We like to be outraged. It shows how much you care about something. Rather than being, having rational uh, conversations about the pros and cons of things, you just get really passionately upset at the other side, right? And that shows how much you, you're, uh, you love and are passionate about your cause or whatever it may be. And, and we see that bleeding over into faith issues. And, and it was funny, one of the first things that, um, that I can remember kind of in this new age, because now we have new ways of spreading outrage, right, through social media and stuff like that. Um, used to, people would get upset and they would just tell their husband or their wife, right? Now you can tell everyone at a push of a button. And, 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 uh, but I, I don't know if you remember, it's been about four years ago, um, 
and this is so scandalous, I, can't, I don't know if we can even talk about it, but Starbucks decided to change up their Christmas cups. Starbucks, by the way, had been doing Christmas, different Christmas designs on their cups for 20 years. All of a sudden, about four years ago, it became a, just a landslide, right? And people were so upset, and I, I kind of looked back as to what was the start of this. And, uh, and of course, they made a statement that was talking about how they were going to be more inclusionary. And, it, and it's kind of started this controversy between Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And now all of a sudden you had to be on one side or the other, right? And, and this cup symbolized that. And one of the first videos that went viral on that was, <laughs> it was a, a, a guy who was very passionate and he was uh, um, talking about and had the, the Starbucks cup and, uh, and he was talking about how bad it was that they were trying to take Christmas out of, you know, all this stuff. And unfortunately, he had like a Jesus T-shirt on, which is fine. But he was also holding a handgun just because, because, you know, the Second Amendment is also in the Bible. And, and, uh, and, and, and it, you just, and then he's very angry about all of this. And that goes viral. And what that does, I think most Christians look at that and go, eh, but then the other side looks at that and goes, oh, look, at they're all crazy. And so then they start attacking. And then so Christians feel like, oh, we need to defend, right? And it just turns into this mess. And everyone's angry over an overpriced coffee cup, right? It, 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 if you step back, it really is silly, right? And so for the next few years, it was interesting. Starbucks, they, they would try to change, and uh, then they, they came out and they had one that was just kind of uh, all these different characters and it had two people holding hands. And so people said, oh, they may be supporting, uh, you know, relationships that we don't approve of. It's two people holding. It was, it was crazy, right? And, and it was crazy from everywhere. And we're all guilty of it to a certain degree. And, uh, and I'm like, man, is this, what's happening? Why, why are we getting so angry? Right? And, and a lot of it is because what we're seeing is we're seeing how the secular society is trying to distance Christmas from things of faith. That, that is true. But you know what? That's what secular society does. Why should we be surprised by that, for one? But yeah, okay, that's happening. But is it is a good response to be angry about it? And I would say probably no. But Starbucks cups aren't the only things that we've seen. There's other things over the years that we end up getting angry about at Christmas. And I think a lot of it is because there's all these emotions and, and, and when things start changing, we, start, we don't know exactly how to react. But you know, I've heard and had conversations with people that get very upset about the commercialism of Christmas. You know what? I, I understand that, right? That, that is, that's taking away from the, from the meaning of Christmas. You know, we, how many times do we see just new, new uh, commercials get rolled out? You know, the Coke commercial with the polar bears and, and all of this. And, it, and it's, it's the commercialization of this time of year. And that can, you can get very frustrated. And you know what? There's some things that we need to guard against. But, uh, but that, I see, causes anger. Another one that causes anger is Santa. All right? How do we deal with Santa, right? And I always have to be careful. You know, I, I think everyone's old enough in here to talk about 
this. But you know, how do you deal with that, right? I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts. But there, there are, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm sorry. I mean, I have to make sure everyone's 35 or above before. But no, it's, it's very interesting. And, and, uh, and we debate on how do we handle that, right? There are churches that will, are very vehemently against Santa, right? I understand that. But do, is, it, is it worth getting angry about? Probably not. But many times we get sucked into that. You know, I, the, one of the ones that I, you've seen uh, around the last few years is uh, the term Xmas. So if, if someone writes Merry Xmas, right? And I've had conversations on this and they're like, oh, they're, see, they're just crossing out Christ in Christmas. And there are some who that's kind of their thinking, you know, is that we're not going to acknowledge that Christ is the whole reason for this whole holiday that we have. So we're going to pretend that, that he's not a part of it. So we're going to write Xmas. What's interesting about that is there's actually a history going back in the church that if you write Xmas, that actually means Christmas. The Greek word uh, or letter for Christ is the chi, um, and it is an X. And so literally writing Xmas in Greek, that is Christmas. And, and it's kind of funny. So the, even those who are trying to use that to say we're going to take Christ out, it's actually still, <laughs> still representing that Christ is in Christmas, except in a different language, right? But isn't it funny? Because, I mean, I've seen people that get very upset about that. You know, oh, it just it drives me crazy whenever I see someone write Merry Xmas. And, of course, I'm like, maybe they just don't want to write, you know, they don't like handwriting things. We don't handwrite anything, right? But, uh, but we see, see that going on. You know, other things, of course, mentioned it a little bit, the happy holidays versus Merry Christmas. You know, it, it's kind of died down this year, thankfully. Um, but, but all of a sudden it was weird. People have said happy holidays for years, right? Why? Because there's multiple holidays that are going on, Right? But what happened is people started saying, you know what, we're going to say happy holidays because we don't want to offend someone by wishing them a Merry Christmas if they don't believe in Christ. And then Christians heard that and said, okay, that's really stupid, which by the way, it kind of is like, why get offended that way? But then in response, we get angry and then we became offended that someone would wish us happy holidays when we want to be wished Merry Christmas, right? It's just silliness, right? But we see it happening and all of the anger that builds up. And so I think sometimes we need to step back and we need to say, okay, maybe we need to have a little bit different perspective on this stuff. You know, and, and I think it starts having a big picture perspective that we should understand that the world is going to try to move us away from things of God. Right? That's just kind of, that, that's normal. That's what happens. Right? God understands that. So we have a responsibility, though, to share the message of God in a world that is moving away from God. Is the best way to do that to get angry when the world does what it's expected to do? No, (laughs) it's not. And so we need to start changing our perspective. You know, and so you can start thinking about things in a different way. You can start thinking about commercialism. Understand, hey, you know what? That's a natural result of being in a capitalistic society. There's good and bad with that, 
But that's a natural thing. And guess what? Look at all the new jobs that people get during the holidays that they wouldn't have if there weren't commercialism involved. It doesn't mean that it's all good, but hey, okay, there's some benefits to it. And we recognize it, and so your really responsibility is for your family. How are you going to engage in this? Just because this time of year is commercialized doesn't mean you have to treat it that way and go and buy thousands of dollars of gifts for all of your kids, right? You don't have to do that. It's actually a wonderful opportunity to live differently, right? To say, yeah, this is what is encouraged to do and stuff, but we're going to do something a little bit different, right? You don't have to allow it to make you angry, right? You can actually use it as a teaching tool. Same thing with Santa. You know, we don't have to get all worked up about that. My personal opinion is that, you know what, have fun with it, right? You know, you can go too far with anything, but it can be fun. And one thing that I can remember my uh, parents doing, they didn't specifically say from the beginning that he was real or not real, right? But what they would do is they would teach us about St. Nicholas, who St. Nicholas is a real historical person who was in the area of Turkey, and, uh, and he was a, a bishop within the church, and he was known for his giving spirit. And one thing that he would do is he would, uh, find, whenever he found out people were in need, he would anonymously and secretly leave gifts at their door to help meet their needs. And, and, uh, and that became a big deal. And so that's where that tradition was started. Well, you know what? You can take that aspect of Santa, and you can apply some godly truth to that. Right? And, uh, and I'm not going to tell you how you need to handle that, but there's no reason to get all bent out of shape about it. And, uh, and, and there's, there's no reason to allow that to take our joy. You know, same thing with the, the happy holidays, stuff like that. Hey, just why bring on anger, right? Why invite that to be part of this type of time of year? One thing that is interesting because I was looking for what was the latest out Christian outrage going to be this year. You know, it's always kind of a fun opening Christmas gift. What's going to be the outrage? There really hasn't been a, a one that is faith-specific. Specific. What what's really interesting, though, is it shows you that not only is it, has it been an attack on faith, it's just we, we're in this culture outrage stage. And so the biggest one right now, I think, um, is that radios are playing Baby It's Cold Outside, the 50, song from 50 years ago. And there are literally people freaking out, saying, oh, that song is so bad. You know, it, it promotes a unhealthy way of looking at women and stuff like that. I'm like, have you heard, listened to the top 10 of songs today? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but, but it's interesting because this outrage, we are kind of addicted to it. And, uh, and so it's like, oh, we have to find something to be angry about, whether it's justified or not. And if we're not careful as Christians, we can get involved in that. And the main thing is, I'm not saying that there aren't things to be concerned about. Yes, there are things to be concerned about. Yes, the world is trying to separate Christ from the, the, the holiday of Christmas, right? But you know what? We, can, we don't have to respond to that in anger. In fact, when we do, it just creates a bigger divide. And one of the things that we could do is we could actually start looking around and realize that nearly 100% of the traditions that we have, 
probably other than the actual Santa Claus, even though that is even derived from St. Nicholas. But of all the traditions and the decorating that we do, nearly all of it comes from things that started with the church, that were reminders and pointing people to God during this time of year. You think of the Christmas tree, and a lot of people have said, well, that was a pagan thing. Well, there's some evidence then, but you can look way back at the early church we're using Christmas trees uh, during this time of year as to things to remember God by. Um, they, they point up, right? They're pointing to God. That was something that you see um, in uh, ancient documents about how the Christmas tree points to God. It was an evergreen, so it was always alive, right? That was part of it. The, the idea of lights uh, on, a, on a tree came from Martin Luther, um, Martin Luther was in the Reformation, which was in the 1600s, I believe. I, I get my dates, dates wrong, so you can check me. Somewhere back then. Um, and, uh, and he uh, was at, in a worship service and left at night, basically, and was walking home. And he looked up and he saw the stars in the sky and the moon was shining down on pine trees, basically, that had snow all over them. And they just glistened and it was beautiful and it just reminded him that God is the light of the world. And so what he started to do is he was like, man, why don't we recreate that if we can? And so he started putting candles on Christmas trees, which, whoo, terrifying. (laughs) I think your insurance premiums would go up if you put candles on Christmas trees. But, uh, but that, that was the start of it, right? Why did that happen? Because it was reminding people about God and who God was. The colors of Christmas, they, the, the red and the green in most of the areas, especially over in Germany and things like that, those were the only two vibrant colors during this time of year, right? Everything is pretty drab, but, uh, but they would see those colors and then they, they attached them with special meaning. The, the red reminded people that had always been a color that reminded, you know, the church used to remind of the death and the resurrection of Christ. Green reminded them of new life. Gold was used because it reminded of royalty, that God was the, the king. It goes all the way back in the Bible, right? One of the gifts that the wise men brought was gold. Why? Because they were recognizing Jesus as king. So the colors that we use actually come from the church using those things to remind people about God. Uh, the lights on the house, the same way, the gifts, the, you know, that, that was a tradition that because the wise men brought gifts to Christ, so we exchange gifts. That's one of the ways that we can share with people how we love them, right? And we can take that too far, right, and become all about the gifts, but you, you shouldn't get upset about it, and it's not all bad, because guess what? The greatest gift that has ever been given to us was on Christmas morning, right? That God poured out his love in the form of himself for us. Right? I think it's so important for us as Christians not to get caught up in the anger. Because it's there and it's, we, can be, we can understand it. But you know, our main role in all of this is not to get angry with what, where the world is going. But to be able to share the direction the world needs to go. And that's a direction that's filled, that leads to love, that leads to joy, that leads to peace, that leads to hope. And guess what? You don't bring people to those things through anger. It doesn't work. And it never has. And it just kind of makes the divide even bigger. And then what it does too is it sucks our joy away as well. 
Because what we do is we start focusing on all the things that we wish were different. And we don't focus on the fact that we can experience God's love and peace and hope and joy right now, even though things are messed up. So why get angry that things are messed up when we can still experience God's presence in the midst of it and we can actually be part of the solution and offering hope in the midst of all of the anger and the frustration that's out there? You know, this Christmas, I encourage you to allow God to fill your heart with joy. You know, Mary, there at the, <laughs> as the passage goes on, as we talked about last week, After all this craziness is happening, she gets there and she's looking into the face of Jesus and she's pondering all of this. And I have no doubt that she was overwhelmed with the love and the joy and the peace of God. You know, as you, rather than looking out at the world and all the things that need to change, maybe we need to take a moment to look in the face of Jesus and experience the love and the joy and the peace and the hope that he wants for you right now. And then we have the opportunity to share that with a world who is addicted to the anger and the outrage. Let's go to him in prayer. Dear God, I thank you so much for the peace that we have in you, for the joy we find in you. Lord, I pray that you will just calm our hearts and our minds this Christmas year, that we will not get caught up in the things that we wish could change, but we will focus on the one thing that stays the same, And that is the love that we find in you. Lord, encourage us, fill our hearts with joy so that we can live our lives for you. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Thank you for listening to Journey Elgin. Come check us out. We're located at 1221 North Avenue C, Elgin, Texas 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 512-661-8411. We hope to see you soon, and may God bless you.